Hello and welcome to the Other Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Pizzelli, joined as always by Ryan Norbert. Ryan, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday afternoon? I'm doing good. Um, can't complain. Good. You had a good weekend? Kind of relaxed? You had a little COVID scare from like a little trip you had? So you all good now? Yeah, I'm negative. I was negative yesterday. I passed the, the, the COVID test. We're all good, good to go. I took a test today and went right up, my, right up into my brain. <laughs> so I started crying. So it's not fun taking that test, but as long as we're all negative. So this episode, I want to get into, obviously, big news. Joe Biden has been deemed president-elect by like, the media and kind of like that's where the polls are looking like right now. We'll get into the Trump recount and the kind of like the legal situations that may be pursued late at the end of the podcast. But to begin with, we're going to go about as if Joe Biden has, I guess, won the presidency. So Ryan, when looking at president, we care a lot about like a certain certain things, right? So we care about healthcare, we care about the economy, we care about like taxes and kind of our foreign policy. So let's kind of like touch a little bit on on all of them and maybe dive deeper into some of them. So you were mentioning before the pod about taxes and kind of like the misconception about it. So do you want to kind of just lead off with that? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that people didn't understand when voting for Joe Biden and taxes, and I saw it all over social media. I saw it everywhere. They said, well, not many people make $400,000 a year, so I don't really care because he's not going to tax me. The problem is, is that's not really the way his tax plan was written and what i mean by that is before everyone drums down my throat joe biden said personally that he's going to repeal the trump tax cuts the trump's tax cuts save the average american three thousand dollars a year in taxes and the average american is around like forty thousand dollars a year which is not a lot of money um and i feel like the the notion out there is like well, he's not going to raise taxes on me, so I don't care because I'm not in that tax bracket of 400000 I have a couple of issues. Is Joe Biden's right? He's not going to raise taxes on the middle class. His idea is to repeal the Trump tax cuts. And what that entails is removing that $3,000 bonus, basically, that, that average Americans were getting. So it's going it's to revert back to the previous tax codes per his administration with Obama. So that $3,000 break that everybody got will disappear. So he didn't raise taxes. He just removed something that ended up raising your taxes. So indirectly, your taxes will be raised. Gotcha. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And I actually thought a lot about it this week. You're a W-2 employee. Mm-hmm. I'm a 1099 employee. As a real estate, as in real estate, we, we're independent contractors. So basically yeah. what happens is I either pay my taxes each paycheck I get, each commission check, or I pay it at the end of the year. So I have to write a check basically at the end of the year to the IRS for X amount of dollars. Let's say it's $10,000. I'm going to notice that tax, break, that tax cut being gone because let's say hypothetically I make the same amount of money next year and the and Trump tax taxes are gone. I'm going to write a check for $13,000 and I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's an extra $3,000 that you don't have. So a lot of people... Here's why I think a lot of people that get W-2 forms won't even notice that their taxes have been raised. So like you get a W-2 form, you get your paycheck every month, it shows you what you made, and then it takes out everything. Yep. And then you get like your final number. Well, you get a paycheck every two weeks, like the, like the most Americans, and over the course of a year, you may not even notice that $3,000 was added back in or taken out 
because it'll be like $50 here, $50. And you'll just be like, oh, maybe I'm not working as much as I did last year. Or unless you keep an actual tally of it and read, read what's take, being taken out and compare it to last year's tax returns, you won't even know. So most Americans won't, no offense, but they're just basically going to play dumb and not even notice that they're being taxed at a higher rate just because Joe Biden didn't add a new tax bill, but he did by removing the one that's given everybody a break. So I'm not going to lie. Um, my taxes, I mean, obviously like I'm in that range of like making about like 40,000 a year. So like, and doing the W2 process and things like that, I'm not someone who's going to tally it up. So you're right. Like I'm not going to really notice the lack of money being gone. It's just, do I have enough money coming in every two weeks to be able to pay the bills that I have to at that time? And I think that's how so many Americans operate and function. And I mean, other than like tallying it up and like really keeping track of like how much money you're losing, how would you best recommend that people, I guess, keep an eye on it and like be better educated about it? And is there ways to kind of help yourselves out so you not necessarily losing all that money in taxes, but you're able to like save some more the tricks or tips that you've been seeing around? I'm not even like necessarily saying save more because yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously you want to save money. That's, that's not what I meant, but I think the easiest, there's a couple ways for you to figure out what your taxes are is to look it up first of all, but no one really does that. Second of all is you can compare your pay stubs from the previous year to the year now and see if any taxes have been added in or make sure you're working the same hours and everything. There's a lot of factors to determine what your paycheck is obviously every yeah. two weeks. My point is, is it's easier for someone in my shoes that has to write a check at the end of the year to the IRS to be like, well, I only paid 10,000 this year, but why am I paying 13,000 next year? And I made the same amount of money. Yeah, And I'm going to be like, it's obviously, it's obviously because taxes were raised. Um, And I just think most Americans don't even think about that. And I don't blame you guys because if I got a, I I didn't look at my paycheck. I just like cash it. And it's like, okay, that's what I get. Yeah, um, where's my bank account at, right? Like, how much yeah, is it I mean, in? How much is going I don't, out? I don't blame it. And the second issue I have with the four hundred thousand dollar tax cut of like, who cares? Is it also counts for joint filing? And you okay. got to think if you're in in California, most of the time, a married couple will make over four hundred thousand dollars a year. All it takes is for one of you to make two hundred and two hundred. Yeah, but I mean, most jointly. But most of Americans, like you said previously, are making about forty. So you're not even close yeah. to four hundred. No, 000. I understand that. So that comes to there's, that was my that's my next start of my conversation. But let me finish the the jointly okay. the filing. So you file jointly, you make over four hundred thousand. That that includes you. So nurses, doctors, nurses who are married, doctors who are married together, all that stuff includes you. You may make under the four hundred thousand dollars individually, but together you're over it. Yeah. So, so if you're married to a lawyer or a doctor, you're, you're screwed. You're right? screwed. Yeah. <laughs> but find, find someone else, find a plumber to, to live with. Plumbers make good money now. Right. Um, my final thing I want to talk about with the $400,000 is everybody keeps saying, well, like I keep repeating myself. Well, it doesn't pertain to me. Only business owners make $400,000 a year. All this stuff, like blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Well, say your local store makes $400,000 a year in profit. They got to pay the taxes. Well, how are they going to make up the difference? They're going to raise everything. These are all just, this is a raw math of kind of just garbage, but it's like they may raise everything and they're a dollar. Yeah, that makes sense. More so if you're a renter and the guy goes, oh, I got to pay more taxes, so I got to raise the rent. Yeah. You're going to end up paying for that taxes one way or another. 
I think that's also, that's a very interesting point to talking about like the small business because a lot of people don't think in that sense of because they're going to be in that threshold of 400,000 of like that, that cutoff that it would affect them on the lowest level. Um, that's a really good point. And I was, really it affects, gonna, Oh, go ahead. No, no, I mean, it, it's a good point because I, when I go into a store and, you know, especially now, like you go to a store or a restaurant, you notice that prices are slightly up like a dollar here, a dollar there, just because of like the times that we live in now with COVID and everything that's going on. So now if you take the fact that there's these, this tax, these taxes are coming out and the house is going to be taxed on these small businesses. It's just, you're going to notice it incrementally go up even more. Um, yeah. You had a point though, going into it. My point is, is that I think a lot of America looks at major corporations as like, who cares if Apple has to pay more taxes or who cares if Target and Walmart have to pay more taxes. Problem is, sorry, we had technical difficulty. Um, it's they're going to get out of paying taxes. They're going to get out of it because they have the lawyers to do it. They have the um, knowledge on how to use the tax system to their advantage. The mom and pop store does not. They can't afford to. True. So they're going to get screwed, and then Target's going to get away with making billions of dollars because they understand how to put it offshore or their extent. They can afford to send jobs overseas like Apple can. Mom and pop stores can't. So I want to kind of tail off of that. A big thing that Biden was running on and it appeared in all, a lot of his commercials and straight from his website and everything was, I want to bring more jobs to America. I want to expand that with, so if Apple is able to avoid taxes and things like that and get tax breaks, like you were just mentioning, how is that going to help bring jobs to America? It's not, it's going to be the exact same thing that happened in 2008 when Obama and Biden were in office. It's going to be the exact same thing where we're going to lose jobs, unemployment is going to go, is going to go up because there's going to be no jobs here. They're going to be then associated foreign, China, India, you know, obviously outsourced. Do you see, I mean, why is he even promising that if we know that he's not going to do that? I mean, it's politics, dude. Every politician promises well, something they can't. But here's my point. As much as, I'm, like, put your hatred for Trump aside, everybody, and think about it this way. At one point... Zen. The unemployment rate was at 2% in the United States under Trump's presidency. I think One the, of the reasons for that was because he took a lot of regulations out for companies, basically stating that they want, wanted to come back to the United States because he took away the taxes and the burdens that they had, and they were still able to make the same profit in the United States, creating more jobs. And the flip side of that is, is a lot of people on the left go, well, he's just exploiting our workers and our this and that. And that's not really true because he's not paying them $2 an hour like they are in China. He's paying them, a lot of these companies pay about $10 to $12 an hour. And they save their money on the manufacturing here so they don't have to do shipping and tariffs and stuff like that. But there's a point where if you're going to do a, a flat $15 minimum wage across the country like Biden wants to do and raise the corporate tax rate and all this, companies are going to say, nah, I'm just going to go overseas again because it's cheaper for me to go overseas than it is to pay $15 an hour here to all my employees and have to pay all these other new taxes when I can just do it overseas and make more profit. It's, it's, a, it's always the same problem, right? It's like, they don't want to pay the minimum wage. They don't want to pay the taxes. So they take their jobs overseas. And I mean, what Trump did like lowering unemployment down to like 2%, some argue that it was a false number and 
strong evidence that maybe that was false with the gig economy. But I think, I, I mean, like you can't argue that, that what he was doing was providing more jobs for Americans. He just like can't really look at it any other way. Um, I think that's just evident. And I don't see what Biden is going to do that's going to help bring those jobs back especially now that obviously unemployment is kind of slowly going back down to where it was when before the COVID and everything. Well, Toyota built a plant to build their trucks here in the United States. That's never happened before. They're a Japanese company. Toyota is? Yeah, Toyota's a Japanese company. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, Lexus, Toyota, they're the same group. Huh. But they built a plant in like Nebraska or something to build those Tundras and Tacomas and stuff. And that's, that's probably... I don't know, thousands of jobs to do all that. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. Detroit started getting some contracts back from Ford and Chrysler and some other kind to rebuild stuff. And all that stuff, they're just going to sit and be like, wait, how much do you want the corporate tax rate to be? Okay, we'll pay the corporate tax rate, but we can't afford to do that on top of paying minimum wage and healthcare and stuff. So we're just going to ship it back overseas. It's, yeah. There's a middle ground to this. You have to find major companies kind of what they'll withstand versus what they just will say, screw you. And yeah. Trump was able to find that it looked like for some of these companies, even Apple started building some new, some new plants here and started assembling the phones and, and California stuff like that. Because the way companies break down is when you go overseas, there's a couple new expenses. Number one is you have to build new plants sometimes if you haven't already. Secondly, you have to, so infrastructure is a big one. Secondly, you have to pay tariffs and issues coming in when your products come into the United States. So if they can offset that by saying, you're not going to have any tariffs if you build it in the United States, you only pay $2 more an hour or like $5, I guess, because China get, they pay nothing, $5 more an hour per employee, but we're also going to give you a tax break. They're like, okay, the profit's there. And everybody thinks, well, these big companies have so much money. They don't understand that the the CEO of that company, his only job is to make more money than he did last quarter. And they're going to do that any way they can. Very true. And uh, kind of to go off of that and taxes and tax breaks and kind of like unemployment, which we kind of talked about. Um, I think another issue that occurs every presidency is, is healthcare. And you talked about universal healthcare a little bit. So do you want to kind of touch on that a little bit we don't have to go as long as we did on the economy but let's talk about healthcare and kind of like what that may look like and what he's going to try to do yeah so economics and stuff is more in my expertise in terms of my understanding of things and i i understand healthcare a little bit being that i grew up in the system grew up in a hospital um my thing about the healthcare i think is democrats have a long time wanted to push the universal health care mm-hmm. they did push a mandatory health care not mandatory healthcare, but a, a version of it with the Obamacare. And funny enough, the Supreme Court hears that case next week, I think, or starting this week. Just just now, I believe starting today. Yeah. So they're determining if that's constitutional. And they've already determined that taxpayers don't have to pay it if they opt out of it. Um, I'm on the fence about that. Half of me thinks that we could have a version of universal healthcare. The problem I have is I don't want to remove my ability to have private insurance to see the doctors I want to. Yeah. I think it's unfair because, I mean, with my condition, I grew up seeing these doctors that I've grown really close to, and they understand me. They understand all my health statistics, basically. 
And for you to be like, no, I'm sorry, you can't see them anymore because they're not in your district or some other reason, it's kind of crippling. Um, yeah. It has to be a bipartisan, a bipartisan agenda when it comes to healthcare because Democrats and Republicans need to find the middle ground. A lot of things I agree with on the Democratic side and a lot of things I agree with on the Republican side. I think that we could see a hybrid system would be the way to do it, to where if you want to pay insurance, you can. But it also can't be absurd. And I think the average American will go for a kind of a normal healthcare system because they only go to the doctor once a year. So why should they pay insurance? That's a good point. Um, my big thing is like, obviously when unemployment, when COVID hit, unemployment skyrocketed. A lot of people lost their jobs. And in turn, a lot of people lost their healthcare because their, their healthcare is associated with their jobs. I think a, a universal healthcare that's not necessarily associated with whether you're working or not, I think is beneficial. But again, what you were saying, I think it's important that people have the option to apply for better health coverage, especially people who have long-term illnesses and things like what you have, you know, it's more on the rare side, but like cancers and things like that, that they have the ability to get the coverage that they want and not the coverage that's pushed on them because of where they live and what the government is saying they have to have. Yeah. I think there should be a bare minimum what the government pays for. And then the rest you're able to upgrade for basically it's like a subscription package. (laughs) You get Netflix, but it's like you get this many shows, but if you want to watch movies, you got to pay extra. Makes sense. That's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. Um, The biggest thing though, that's going to be interesting about the healthcare debate is if the Supreme court finds that the Obamacare that's currently in place is unconstitutional, it would be very hard for them to push the universal health care on everybody because they could turn around and say that's also unconstitutional. Yeah. Very inter- this is an interesting case. I saw a thing that came out today that Brett Kavanaugh said that they're leaning towards not repealing it, saying that it is constitutional, I guess, um, is what they're leaning towards right now based off of what came out today. So I guess we'll see in the next week or so. I think it is constitutional if you don't mandate it for each American to pay for it, which they've already removed that. So yeah. I, don't think a, I don't think it's not constitutional. It's just you can't tell me that who has private insurance that I have to pay also into this, this thing I don't get any access to. It's like I'm paying into something that I, don't, that I don't get to use, which is technically taxation without representation. So That's what that our country is illegal. found on, Ryan. Yeah, and that's, that should be illegal. If I'm paying for something that I don't have access to, that's not fair. Yep, totally agree. So kind of looking at next week and into the future – Unless you want to talk any more specifics about Joe Biden and kind of what he's going to be pushing, I want to kind of dive into Trump. So obviously we know that Biden has been, what's the term, president, he's received the nomination. President-elect. He's president-elect. But there's obviously a lot of legal issues that are coming out from this election process, specifically in states like Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania swing states that were called for Biden, which caused him to become the president-elect. So basically everything that's coming out is that there's like 650,000 invalid ballots, right? And they... Well, that's what what the claim was. Okay. So is that for overall? Like, or is that specifically like for Pennsylvania and then Nevada has their own little portion or is it just overall across the whole country that 650,000? I think it was across the country. I'm not positive because Giuliani was on TV today and he was saying something about Pennsylvania specifically. 
Um, more so, what the issue is, is each state has their own voter fraud issue claim. Before everyone jumps down my throat, it's you are allowed to investigate this. And for anybody who says it's complete BS, I want to remind everybody, we may be young, but in 2000, the same thing happened. Al Gore was named president-elect for 31 days, and he did not win the election. George Bush won the election for voter fraud and recounts in Florida that turned out to be true, and George Bush ended up winning the election. So I think the media is a little crazy to jump down the gut. Now, here's the reason why I think they were crazy to do it. It has nothing to do with the voter fraud or like Joe Biden won the landslide, but he didn't. Some of these states still weren't called. And you have issues where Arizona looks like it's going to go Republican. And for anybody who thinks it's not going to, mind you, look at the votes. There's 80,000 votes pending. Trump's down by, Trump's down by 12,000 votes. And they expect 60% of those votes to go to Trump. The math adds out. If it happens, it may not. It may stay in Biden's corner, but it adds up that it would flip back the 11 electoral votes back to Trump. Georgia's getting a recount. North Carolina got called today uh, for Trump. So really Trump, all he has to do is argue Georgia and Pennsylvania, which he lost Georgia by like 3,000 votes, only lost Pennsylvania by like 40,000 votes. But if he can sit there and claim that there's 100 or 600,000 votes that were illegally cast, it shades it shades a doubt over those states and he wins those states he wins the election yeah so and he has till december 12th before the official vote i believe it's december 12th so you're not technically president-elect until that vote's done the media can say whatever they want but the media does not dictate the president of the united states i think the obviously the reason why the media cares so much is because they they just want trump out like that is the only reason they want to push whatever narrative they can and i think I think regardless of whether you voted for Trump or you voted for Biden or whatever, that the way the media has been, I guess, acting for the last four years has been just like outright disgraceful. I think it like as soon as Trump got in, it was a four year like smear campaign to try to remove him from office for whatever reason and make it look like he was doing a, a worse job than what he was doing. And I think, that obviously they have this opportunity to get him out of office with determining that Biden has won the election and pushing that narrative. So of course, as soon as it arises, they're going to push it. And that's all they're going to push for the next 30 days that Biden won and that there needs to be a revolt because Trump can't do this. It's unconstitutional and all this stuff. But like you said, 2000, we had it with Al Gore and Bush, and I'm sure there's circumstances of it happening many years before that as well of recounts possible voter fraud all that stuff so it's nothing new to the u.s just the the media all of a sudden they care so much about getting trump out that it's just it's swaying everything it's a little hypocritical right because they spent the last four years they spent the last four years arguing that trump's election was false anyways instead russia did it russia collusion this and that yeah and they they didn't spend 30 days doing this they spent four years claiming this stuff and it never pandered to anything. And I think you got to give Trump his last two months in office. If he wants to do this, that's fine. But he gets a time, the timetable is two months. So if he can't prove it in two months, then he's no longer the president of the United States and Joe Biden's elected. That's fine. Yeah. He has the legal but, right to be able to do it. But if, if he wants, if he doesn't drop it, I'll be the first one to call him out and be like, this is ridiculous, dude. Like it's been a year. You need to get over this. But if he can prove it in these two months, it's a big deal because 
everybody acts like, oh, it's Trump, it's a bad guy. If roles were reversed, you guys would be losing your minds. If it turned out that Trump got 600,000 votes illegally and won the election, you guys would go nuts. You want to know why I know you guys would go nuts? Because they did it did. in 2016. Yeah, you just did it for four years. You just went nuts about it. So, and to Trump's definitely. credit, he's not like he said he won't concede right now and stuff, but he's not like the media is not on his side. So he doesn't have this like constant beratement from everybody. He's kind of doing it in secret. The, the court system's going through. The FBI is looking into this stuff. It's kind of under the, under the radar stuff. And then if it starts coming out to be true, then the media will pick up on it. The problem I have is that these states were determined by less than 50,000 votes and the media just was like, yeah, yeah it's over. It's over. Yeah, it's done. If, if Biden won by hundreds of thousands of votes, I'd be like, dude, no chance a recount of work. Like, this is ridiculous. Even if you prove that 50,000 votes were illegal, yeah, it, you still it, lost it, by 200,000. Who cares? But it does matter because you don't have to prove that that many votes were illegal. And, you know, it could come out that a couple that some of these votes were illegal for Trump as well. The point is, is that this is a U.S. election, the greatest country in the world, and we need to make sure that our election process is is critiqued every time because it needs to get better and better. It can't get worse. Yeah, and it if has to they be find right. that, it has to be right. And if they find an error that were 20,000 votes were cast that weren't supposed to be cast, they need to fix that loophole. So these investigations do matter, even if it doesn't overturn the election. It still shows where the United States needs to get better at voting, and fixes problems in the system that the next election won't have to go through it's a very very good point and i think a point that a lot of people aren't taking into like consideration that these legal actions and stuff will affect elections four years from now and after that so it's important and i think that's a good way to kind of wrap up what we talked about you got anything else really quick ryan on trump biden the blue wave the red i'm wave. good i'm i'm in. I'm ready to get over this and I'm, I'm looking forward to January, whoever the president is. I just want to make sure that it's done yeah. correctly. And I, I think, I think you and me can agree that if it's done, that we want it done correctly, the voting process and that whoever is deemed the president, officially the president that we want, we want the best for everyone. And I guess America, right? Like we're not, we're not well, yeah, like I don't want the president to suck that, that we want, me. that we want Trump no matter what kind of thing, or we want Biden. No, I don't want I even Biden's president. I don't want him, I don't want him to be a terrible president. That affects me. Like I don't that's why I don't understand is everybody's like, well, Trump sucks, I want him out. But like for four years you guys hated this guy and none of your rights got, got taken away or nothing bad. It's just kinda of, I feel like you guys jumped on the hype train. And I'm not saying Trump's an outstanding politician. He's not by a long stretch. But he got accused of a lot of things that just don't make any sense. And we're proving and, to be true. That's that's the other thing too. But yeah. I think it is important that whoever is in office like has the, the majority support to do a good job and is allowed the freedom to try to do it, regardless of who. So with that being said, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and catch our next episode next week. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but hopefully it's something different from politics. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.